Welcome to Come and See, a home-centered podcast-supported Come Follow Me. I'm Sam Rencher. And I'm Wendy Rencher. Um, as we get started with this podcast today, we are making a, a few little changes here. Um, since we're going back to church um, with Zoom Priesthood and Relief Society and Sunday School, we are going to maybe shorten this podcast so it's just a little snippet of the reading. Um, Just a few thoughts on what we read and and what we learned during the week and see how that goes. Um, I don't, we don't know if that will be popular or not popular. Maybe you'll be glad to hear less of us. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice to go back to church today though. Yeah. So so the reading chapters this week is 3 Nephi 20 to 26, and um, we decided to focus on um, something that President Nelson gave as a prophetic um, invitation to us in the most recent general conference. This is what President Nelson said. As you study your scriptures during the next six months, I encourage you to make a list of all that the Lord has promised he will do for covenant Israel. Ponder these promises, talk about them with your family and friends, then live and watch for these promises to be fulfilled in your own life. So hopefully um, in in this podcast, we're going to talk about um, some of the promises to covenant Israel. It's by no means an exhaustive or comprehensive um, list, and we're only going to go over just a few of the the ones from chapter 20. but um, hopefully if you haven't started on that invitation from President Nelson, this will help you get started. Yes. All right. So um, probably we should just go to chapter 20, verse 12. And verily, verily, I say unto you that when ye shall be, that when they shall be fulfilled, then is the fulfillment of the covenant which the Father hath made unto his people, O house of Israel. And maybe 13, too. And then shall the remnants which shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth be gathered in from the east and from the west and from the south and from the north, and they shall be brought to the knowledge of the Lord their God, who hath redeemed them. So we're going to talk for a few minutes about some of the things that we heard in those verses, how Jesus is going to fulfill the covenant. And I think that's one of the promised blessings is that Jesus does fulfill his covenant. When he makes a covenant with Israel or with us, um, he absolutely always um, will fulfill that covenant. And so um, maybe we can just talk for a minute about some of the other things in those verses about what Jesus promises to covenant Israel. So one of the things that it talks about in those verses right off is that all will be gathered in, um, gathered in from the north and the south and the east and the west and so on. It's from everywhere in the world. Everyone um, will be gathered in, um, refers to the gathering of Israel. um, and And how are they going to be gathered? Because that's an interesting thing to think about and talk about. Um, so down further in the verse, it says, they shall be brought to the knowledge of the Lord their God who hath redeemed them. So there's another blessing for Israel is that covenant Israel knows Jesus, the Lord their God. But it's also 
um, how they are going to be gathered. We're gathered um, to a knowledge of our Redeemer. Um, so, you know, first there's, there's a spiritual gathering to Christ and his gospel and his church and making covenants with him. And then secondly, we're gathered in a physical or temporal way to the lands of inheritance and to the wards and stakes in Zion, um, where we have the blessings of the gospel along with other saints. Yeah, let's talk a little more about that spiritual gathering, the being brought to the knowledge of their God. You know, how how is this happening? You know, as we look through the the restoration of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that proclamation, or as you just think about what knowledge has been restored through the restoration from the very character and attributes of God and Jesus Christ that we learned from the very first vision um, to the Book of Mormon being restored, which restores so much knowledge, and then the Doctrine and Covenants and our prophets and what they teach us. And part of this is, you know, as I grew up and I learned about the Restoration, I probably was primarily taught about the physical gathering. Um, but I also was probably taught a little bit about the spiritual gathering. But one thing I wasn't taught a whole lot of was this end part that President Nelson said, then live and watch for these promises to be fulfilled in your own life. So part, part of this is not just looking at this broad gathering that um but right it's down out there all the the people out there <laughs> yeah where it's how is it specifically gathering in our own lives well of course there's the you know daniel just got back from the philippines you know people always think of missionary work which is valid we should that is a very significant part of the gathering but how else does it apply in our own lives well reading the Book of Mormon and gaining our own knowledge of the Savior is part of that gathering. We're being gathered ourselves spiritually, and by being gathered spiritually, it helps us to gather physically, which we did today. We went to church today, which was amazing. Part of that is a gathering. I also think that, that uh, learning to receive revelation, um, that invitation from President Nelson to hear him, and how does the Holy Ghost speak to us? And how do we learn to follow and act on those promptings of the things that the Savior would want us to do? That's part of our own personal gathering. Um, of course, making covenants in Heavenly Father's temple is is definitely part of the gathering, um, you know, of our own, you know, our own personal gathering um, to covenant Israel. And really, until President Nelson invited us to do this, I would never have considered to hear him. That we've been working on receiving revelation, but I had not connected that to the promises of Israel, the gathering or any of that until. So that's something for you to consider as you read and study or to talk about with your families about, you know, how are you and your family being gathered, um, both in a perhaps a spiritual and a, a physical or temporal way. So verse 14, 14, and the father hath commanded me that I should give unto you this land for your inheritance. So we all know, or maybe we don't all know, but part of the gathering um, is that, you know, there are certain lands given for an inheritance, like 
you know, the United States for the restoration of the gospel and, and Joseph Smith um, to do all of the things that he um, did. And of course, the Jews have a, a land of inheritance. Um, so those are part of the blessings that are promised to, to God's covenant people. Yeah. Maybe we do 15 and we may come back to some in, in between, but maybe we'll go 15 and 25 and maybe 27. Can I connect well? Okay, I can read those. And I say unto you that if the Gentiles do not repent after the blessing which they have which they shall receive after they have scattered my people. And then in 25, And behold, ye are the children of the prophets, and ye are of the house of Israel, and ye are of the covenant which the Father hath made with your fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. And then you said 27 too, right? Yes. And after that, ye were blessed. Then fulfilleth the Father the covenant which he made with Abraham, saying, in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed under the pouring out of the Holy Ghost through me upon the Gentiles, which blessing upon the Gentiles shall make them mighty above all unto the scattering of my people, O house of Israel. Really awesome. So 15 talks about this blessing that the Gentiles or the Gentiles who have received the gospel, that, that would be us, um, which you know, we, making us part of the house of Israel. So what, what was that blessing? So you get that in 27. And after they were blessed with, and then it goes on and it talks about multiple different things. Um, one being that we get to be part of the gathering. That That is one of the blessings that we get is we are a significant part of the gathering and the really exciting part. Yeah. Um. This also is referring to, of course, the Abrahamic covenant um, and how, um, you know, part of the way that God blesses his covenant people is through the promises that were given to Abraham. Yes, those just a quick review. Those promises of, of the Abrahamic covenant are number one, the gospel of Jesus Christ um, two, the priesthood and its ministry. Number three, eternal life and the continuation of the family unit. And four, a land inheritance. Those, those are the big four in, in the Abrahamic covenant. Um, let's go to verse 17. Um, thy hand shall be lifted up upon thine adversaries, and all thine enemies shall be cut off. Um, again, this is just a reminder that really God is with his people and he um, as we allow ourselves to be part of covenant Israel to be gathered um, that he is with us and and um, his power in his hand will um, be there to bless um, us in the things that we need let's even do 16 just because I like the imagery then shall ye who are a remnant to the house of Jacob go forth among them and ye shall be in the midst of them who shall be many, and ye shall be among them as a lion among the beasts of the forest, and as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if he goeth through, both treadeth down and teareth in pieces, and none can deliver. That image of the house of Israel will be strong. The house of Israel will be like a lion among, among sheep. And who are they treading down and tearing in pieces 
well, it, it's wickedness. The, the house of Israel will help tear in pieces the wickedness of the world and just tread it down and overcome it. Awesome. Um, all right, let's move to maybe verse 19. 19. For I will make my people with whom the Father hath covenanted, yea, I will make thy horn iron, and I will make thy hooves brass. And thou shalt beat in pieces many people, and I will consecrate their gain unto the land, and their substance unto the Lord of the whole earth. And behold, I am he who doeth it. So it talks about horns of iron and hooves of brass. These are symbolic expressions, which really are meant to typify might and power, um, the power of Christ to cleanse the earth of all wicked persons and all wickedness. Um, that's some of that beaten pieces and some of those things. So it, again, is the power that, that the house of Israel, the covenant of the Lord will have. Maybe... We keep going. Uh, sure. 21. And it shall come to pass that I will establish my people, O house of Israel. I even love that phrase, established his people. That's one of the greatest blessings we'll receive is just being established as his people. Yeah, that Christ has accepted us and that, and, and that we are part of them. Uh, 22. And behold, this people will I establish in this land unto the fulfilling of the covenant which I made with your father Jacob. And it shall be a new Jerusalem, and the powers of heaven shall be in the midst of this people. Yea, even I will be in the midst of you. I'd love to say, well, this is one of my favorite ones, but I've said that before, <laughs> and I'm going to say it in just a minute with another verse. But So it, it is talking about the new Jerusalem and being established in this land, but my favorite blessing for the house of Israel in this verse is that Jesus will be in our midst. I will be in the midst of you. Yeah. Really, what greater blessing can we receive than that? I also love the phrase, the powers of heaven shall be in the midst of this people, um, meaning God's priesthood power. And, and that really God's power um, can do all things. So I, I love I love that as well. Let's, let's jump to 38, because that probably is my favorite okay. verse of these. It says, For thus saith the Lord, ye have sold yourselves for naught, and ye shall be redeemed without money. So the children of Israel will so, sell themselves for naught. Anytime we sin, we're selling ourselves for something of no value, and all of us do it. And again, this isn't talking about the Jews from a thousand years ago. This is talking about us. But then it says, and ye shall be redeemed without money. That's talking about the grace of Jesus Christ. That we don't earn repentance or forgiveness. It comes through the grace of Jesus Christ that we don't, we don't buy without money. It's a gift from our Savior. That is, so I said a minute ago, what greater gift could we receive? Well, th this is the greatest gift we're receiving is we're being redeemed without money because of the grace of our Savior. Um, verse 42, is that next? Verse We've got, 42, I think, sure. two more to go. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel shall be your rearward. 
Um, the, that verse actually reminds me a lot of President Nelson's invitation also to let God prevail. Um, let God be your rearward and let God go out before you and prepare the way and then follow him in the way that, that he's asking you to do. Um, leave the world behind and, and let God prevail. That's really awesome. And that's one of those areas where we should look within our own individual lives to see how it is, how that's going to be fulfilled in our lives. Well, is the Lord going before you and is he your reward? Um, and how can you make that maybe more um, noticeable or prevalent in your life? Yes. There are others and there's others in all the other chapters as well, but let's just do <laughs> just one more. Okay. Verse 46, it kind of is the capstone of, of just the opposite end of the first verse we read says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, all these things shall surely come, even as the Father hath commanded me. Then shall this covenant, which the Father hath covenanted with his people, be fulfilled. And then shall Jerusalem be inhabited again with my people, and it shall be the land of their inheritance. That's so awesome. So, verily, I say unto you that all these things shall come, or shall surely come. Um, these things will happen. His promises to his covenant people will come to pass. They're sure. So as we're looking for all of these promises that God has given his covenant people, Israel, these will happen or have happened or are in the process of happening and will continue to happen. It, it is, these are sure promises. And then just to remember, you know, President Nelson's invitation, ponder these promises, talk about them with your family and friends then live and watch for these promises to be fulfilled in your own life. Those are powerful words yes. from a prophet. Oh, yes. Well, I think that's that's going to be it. We said we were going to be shorter, and there you go. We sort of were. <laughs> it was longer than we thought it would be. <laughs> it's hard not to get carried away when you start talking about these things. All right. Have a great week.